Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols on the line from Federal Baseball. After the Nationals' 3-1 loss to the Chicago White Sox in the series finale in the U.S. Cellular Field out there in Chicago. Uh, more importantly, the draft was going on. We'll get to that in a moment. But Dave, we'll start with Gio Gonzalez, talk about this game briefly. Uh, first eight starts this year. 40 hits, 14 runs, 10 earned, 222, 277, 289, lined against in 48 and a third. Last three starts, 25 hits, 18 runs, all of them earned, 357, 395, 643, lined against in 15 and two thirds. Three straight losses before tonight, uh, back to back one out walks in the first, a two out, two run double by Melky Cabrera. Uh, Brett Lowry double makes it 3 nothing. That's all the scoring the White Sox needed, really. Uh, Gio recorded 10 straight outs after that. Ends up going 7 on 116, striking out 10. Just the three earned runs allowed. As I mentioned, though, it was enough. Uh, sort of the same as his last outing. I think it was in the second inning last time where he got blown up, a long inning, a lot of pitches, and all the runs scored except for one I think they had on him. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Gio Gonzalez here, why he needs to have that bad inning before he gets locked in and kind of starts dominating. But uh, I had one eye on the draft. You were watching a little bit close, more uh, closely. What do you see from Gio tonight? Yeah, he just he didn't have the curveball in that first inning. He bounced a couple, which led to those uh, walks. Um, and then after after they got those hits, uh, he was done. I mean, he just, like you said, he locked down and, and dominated the rest of the game. But, um, but in that first inning, he just – he he couldn't command his fastball, and the curveball just wasn't there at all, um, which which led to wildness, which led to walks, which then led to him grooving a couple of pitches to a couple of decent hitters that ended in back-to-back doubles, and um, and, and that's all she wrote. I mean, the, the Nats couldn't couldn't get anything against uh, Miguel Gonzalez, who uh, who's absolutely been a punching bag the last couple of years, um, and, and Gonzalez just went right after the Nats with fastballs tonight. Uh, challenged every hitter he could and and won all those challenges because the, the Nats just um, hit a lots of fly balls to the warning track tonight and couldn't get any offense going. You mentioned Miguel Gonzalez, perfect through four. Uh, Daniel Murphy broke up the perfecto or the early perfection with a home run at the start of the fifth, three to one at that point. Ends up being the only run they scored. Nationals threatened later in the game, but didn't really generate much offense here. Kind of. I'll never question major league players' efforts, but it seemed like they were kind of done with this road trip, wanted to get back home, uh, a long trip, a rough one, too, uh, dropping 2-3 in Cincinnati. They end up winning 2-3 here. So, uh, if you're going to have a game that's a stinker, it's not too surprising to me that it's this one. And I didn't, As I mentioned, I didn't watch a lot, so I don't know what was going on on the offense. If it was just a good night for Miguel Gonzalez or what. Well, no, I mean, you're exactly right. It's the last of a nine-game road trip, and it's not shocking that uh, that they would come up with a bunch of goose eggs tonight. Um, the difference between a 6-3 and three and 7-2 and two road trip is um, obviously one game, and every game's going to count. But um, but still, I think if you'd said at the beginning of the trip, the, you know, 6-3, and three, do you take that? That's winning uh, all three series, two out of three. I think you take that. Um, but you can't help but feel slightly disappointed that they had a chance to win or to sweep a second series here. Um, and just couldn't get it done, couldn't get any offense mustered, uh, considering uh, they'd scored double-digit runs three nights in a row um, just to see the bats take it off tonight. They just could have saved a few of those and spread them out over the last game. They could have gotten a sweep of the White Sox, but they'd take two or three in Chicago, 36-24 and 24 on the year. They head home to take on the Phillies, and then a tough series with the Chicago Cubs coming up. 
We'll talk more about those games after those games. But the big talk tonight is about the draft. The Nationals made their top three picks, the number 28 uh, overall selection, Carter Keyboom, whose name you might uh, recognize. His brother Spencer is already in the NAT system, a catcher at AA currently in the national system, uh, impressed David, uh, Dusty Baker this spring. So there's a family connection there. Uh, Chris Klein on the uh, phone call tonight described him as a athletic high school shortstop, uh, stays at short in his opinion, advanced approach at the plate, good feel for the game, a baseball player he called him, uh, 6'2", 182-pound infielder, 37 for 101, a 368 average, nine doubles, two triples, five home runs, 24 walks, seven stolen bases, 39 runs scored at Marietta, Georgia, uh, Walton High School this year, 504 OBP, 644 slugging percentage on the year. You got a little bit of time to look into him since they made that first election, number 28 overall. What do you think about uh, Keyboom? Well, you know, he was he was uh, a lot of people were predicting Keyboom to the Nats. Obviously, the familiarity with uh, um, with Spencer already being in, in the organization. Um, it, from what I've been able to read so far on this kid, he's. Um, you know, it's, it's cliche to call him a baseball player, but uh, but he's that type of guy. He, he likes to get dirty. He likes to be involved in the play. Um, he has said that he's wanted to stick at shortstop. Um, there are you know there are some concerns that that he might have to move to third, um, but he should have the bat to stick at at, at short or third base either way. Um, this is a guy that uh, that plays all out every time he's on the field and. Um, you know, fans, uh, um, you know, in, in the minor leagues are going to love this guy because he, he just 100% balls out all the time. Um, you know, and he comes from the, the baseball family. You know, they've got a third brother um, who's playing in college right now, too, and he's obviously he's very clearly the best of all three brothers. Um, Spencer um, might have a chance to, to, to play at the big leagues, uh, um, but, uh, but, but Carter definitely will, and, and it's a solid pick here for the Nats. Uh, 29th overall, they had back-to-back picks, compensation picks for losing Jordan Zimmerman and Ian Desmond to free agency this year. At number 29, they go with Dane Dunning, right-hander at the University of Florida, 6-3 right-hander, uh, 2-5 ER, 2-5 ERA in 29 games, five starts this year, walked 11, 1.45 walks per nine, struck out 78, 10.27 Ks per nine, and 68 and a third for the University of Florida Gators. Uh, Chris Klein, the assistant GM, I should note, uh, they're on the phone with Chris Klein, uh, Jeff Zona, and Jimmy Gonzalez, who are national cross-checkers for the Nationals. They were giving us some info on the picks from tonight. Uh, Klein said they're going to develop Dunning as a starter. He called him one of the best starters in college. Uh, he just said he happened to be pitching at, on one of the best staffs, basically, in college. said he was a starter at 95% of the other colleges out there. Uh, worked out of the bullpen in Florida, but they are going to develop him as a starter. It looks like a hard-thrown right-hander that they got here. Uh, what have you been able to pick up on him so far? Yeah, um, 92, 93 mile an hour uh, and up to 95 when he needs to go back and get it. Um, the scouting report says he's got a good feel for his change, um, a good movement on, on all of his pitches. Uh, really interesting case because uh, um, he didn't start his last year here in college, his junior year. Um with a couple of the other prospects that they that they had done there, uh, Pook and um, a couple of other guys that got drafted ahead of him, uh, they moved him to the pen where they, um, you know, where they benefited the team more than the player. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of um, folks are comparing him to Anthony DiSclefani, another Florida pitcher who, uh, in a similar situation, was asked to, to go to the pen as opposed to uh, start, and then uh, was developed as a pro um, as a starter. Um, Dunning has the has the uh, 
um, the requisites is to start. He's um, uh, it's kind of a typical pick here. You, you draft a high schooler um, that uh, you're not sure if you're going to be able to sign. Um, uh, Kiboom is a, a solid commit to Clemson, so it's going to take a little bit to get him away. Um, they won't have any problem with, with, with Dunning. Uh, they'll be surprised if they don't sign him tomorrow or the next day um, and send him right out to, to Auburn in the, in the New York Penn League, which starts next week. Um, this is a guy that um, that should get, if he's going to be a major leaguer, he should get there pretty quickly uh, as a college junior, um, a big arm, uh, 6'4", you know, 200, 205. Um, so he looks like he could put some muscle on anyway. Um, it, it just There are a couple of other players there at that spot that, um, you know, reading the scouting report sounded interesting, and you wonder, you know, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? A lot of things go into all these different picks. Um, but Dunning, um, it seems like a guy they're going to get in their system very quickly and, and get him out, uh, starting games for them. Yeah, Klein said they were very confident. They'll get all three started, uh, signed before the deadline. He said Dunning, as you mentioned, would likely get his feet wet in Auburn, get him acclimated to starting again every fifth day after he did uh, – uh, we should note that he's also still going strong for University of Florida. He's going to be playing an NCAA tournament coming up. Uh, they said they'll have, have someone there monitoring him, but they don't have any problem with him continuing to do that. Uh, he also said that they were – the draft was kind of weird. There were no, like, uh, sure things at the top of the draft, so there were a lot of question marks about who was going to go. But Chris Pine did say that they knew who they were. Uh, they knew who they were targeting. They got who they were targeting with the first two picks, and he said that uh, – the third pick they did, 58th overall, uh, third baseman Sheldon Newsy is apparently how it's pronounced, out of Oklahoma. He said that he, he kind of fell on their laps. Uh, national cross-checker Jimmy Gonzalez uh, said he was a shortstop in college, moved to third. Uh, they think he's going to play third in the uh, minor leagues, super ball player. They love the makeup, of course, or they wouldn't be picking him. I uh, looked up his stats really quickly, uh, 369, 465, 646 line, 15 doubles, 5 triples, 10 home runs, and 55 games and 198 at-bats this season. Uh, more impressively, walked 39 times, striking out 43 times on the year. Uh, you've been able to look into him at all. That was the last one. So we haven't had much turnaround here before we had to get on the line and after talking to Klein and those guys. Yeah, um, Newsy's an interesting player as well. Um, this was a guy that, that was really heralded um, as a high school senior in, in 2013, um, and and teams shied away from him because he, he said he was so strong he was going to college and went to Oklahoma. Um, was a, was a very good player for a couple of years. Um, he uh, kind of had a disappointing turn in the Cape Cod League, uh, but then uh, but then came out this year and had another good year um, for Oklahoma. Um, this is a guy again, um, you know, as, as a as a college player at this level, a shortstop, but uh, um, probably doesn't probably doesn't have the the, the foot speed to play that uh, as a professional. So uh, he'll slide over to third base. Um, he's a solid bat, and this is a guy that, that in doing some pre-draft scouting, um, it sounded like the Nets were, would be interested in him uh, taking him at the 28-29. So to have him still there at 58 when they picked again, um, I, I'm sure when when Klein said he fell into their laps. That's what they were talking about. This is a guy that the Nats have, have tracked for a long time. Um, and, and, again, it's not surprising that with the high school pick uh, in the first round that they go for a college bat in the second round there. Um, and that's a solid college bat to take their, uh, that lead in the second round. Apparently he did some pitching, too. Klein said he's definitely drafted as a bat uh, based on his ability at the plate, throws well from the corner, is going to end up at third base, as you mentioned, uh, 
some interesting picks there. Uh, what about the picks that they didn't make? I thought it was interesting that Keith Law, I should note, nailed the top two picks there. Uh, there were some other names mentioned with the Nationals. Uh, I, I was kind of interested in Kyle Funkhauser, who was drafted by the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers last year, didn't sign, went back to college, uh, a Boris client. Uh, the name of the shortstop who everyone was matching the Nationals up with is escaping me. I didn't see his name go off the board either. Uh, what are you looking for from the Nationals tomorrow? Well, I think um, I think signability is probably what I'm looking for. Um, you know, it's going to take uh, a pretty good chunk of their uh, allotment to get Kai Boom out of um, um, out of Clemson. So I think you're probably going to see some more college arms. Um, I think that they'll probably try to look, um, um, you know, try to target a catcher. And there was some there was some pre-draft noise that that noise noisy, however you pronounce it, I, that's going to kill me, um, <laughs> that they were looking at him maybe to, to slide him behind the plate. But um, organizationally, uh, they really need to address the catching spot, so it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to target that as well. National start a three-game series with the Phillies tomorrow in the nation's capital. Uh, Phillies have been giving them a tough time. They're kind of falling by the – you know, they gave a little run there. We all kind of said that it must have been smoke and mirrors just because we didn't know it was uh, going on there where they were on a little bit of a run, 29 and 31 on the year, 36 and 24 for the Nationals. They get to see Hellickson again tomorrow night, Steven Strasburg on the mound for the Nationals. Uh, I know they're looking forward to the series with the Cubs. I think everyone is, uh, fans and players alike, but the Nationals really can't uh, let this one slide. they got to go out there and beat the teams in their division and uh, kind of build on their lead there. So what are you looking forward to uh, going into the series with the Phillies and looking forward to the Cubs? No, you, you just said it. I mean, they have to win tomorrow night with Strasburg going. Um, you know, the, the, the Phillies were able to um, – uh, to sweep the Nats a, a while back, but uh, the, that that was a while back. I mean, back when um, the Phillies were getting some pretty strong starting pitching and winning a bunch of one-run ball games. But as we know, uh, winning one-run ball games is not a skill, uh, and it evens out, and it's starting to even out for the Phillies in a big way. They're starting to play down to their level. Um, I, um, you know, not last in the division because Atlanta might not win 60 games, but um, I don't expect the Phillies to be much ahead of them. And, and really, with the with the series coming up against the Cubs, um, they have to take two of three, if not sweep the Phillies this weekend. Matt Knightley, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. We'll have a lot more on the draft up on Federal Baseball as soon as I transcribe the seven or eight minutes we had with Klein, Zona, and Gonzalez, and talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow after the game against the Phillies, Dave, and hopefully have a lot more on the draft after that as well. That was good. Doghouse says go Nats.